Welcome to Making Action Happen with Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. We're here to discuss public policy issues in our home state of Colorado and beyond. Making Action Happen is presented by Action 22. Find out about our organization at action22.org. Now, here are your hosts, Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making Action Happen. We are up here with our very good friends, Colorado Farm Bureau folks, and uh, the famous now Chad Vorthman, who you hear about on every single episode. We are live with him today. So we're doing a little bit different thing today for our episode because, well, let me just give the proviso because we were bored and we wanted to do something a little more fun. So Here's what we have to say to you. If you're a longtime listener, and if you ever get offended by anything at all, do not listen to this episode. If you do not speak sarcasm, do not listen to this episode. If you do not find things funny ever, then do not listen to this episode. We are telling you right now that um, if you uh, have a problem with anything at all in the world, then you shouldn't listen to this episode, so just don't listen. But we're going to have some fun with it today. So I of everything course, we say is going to be facts and true. Everything we say is going to be facts and true, according to Brian. And Dean this McCain. is iced tea that we're drinking. Mm-hmm. It is eighty percent of statistics are made up on the spot. Yes, correct. Can New York iced tea. Oh, we love it. So, and of course, we've got, uh, we're going to do introductions a little bit different. And I'm going to start. So, to start our discussion. Um, I want everybody to know who's here, and you have to introduce the person to your left. So I'm going to start with Chad Vorthman, and then we're just going to go around the table because we've got quite a few people here. Um, So this is Chad Vorthman, who, as you already know, um, invented hashtag. So if you're over 45 years old, you'll remember that hashtag used to be the number sign. Thanks to Chad Vorthman, it became a worldwide phenomenon that we now call hashtag. Um, Twitter but, stole it from him. But That's he how you went say to it? school. I thought you say pound, like pound the Colorado sign, Farm pound. Bureau. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pound Colorado Farm Bureau. <laughs> Again, pound town. <laughs> so we do that. But the real mystery about Chad Vorthman, who is the executive vice president of Colorado Farm Bureau, so that means he runs this whole operation um, with the help of an amazing team. But the big mystery is why Chad Vorthman hates purple ties so much. That's something we've never understood. So if you give us a little insight on that and then introduce Taylor. Everybody hates purple. It's just purple ties with black shirts, right? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into tie shirt combos. I actually had two different purple ties pick out this morning, but I was warned. Not to wear a purple tie with you. Purple's awful. Just in general. Or specifically to ties. And green makes it worse. So if you have purple and green in the when I went to art school, that's called purple. And you <laughs> never put purple with green, especially with ties. Until you get to Mardi Gras. Yes. Or you're the Joker. Congratulations. Congratulations. You look like a Bruce. <laughs> so my husband who uh, is coaching for Rye High School wears he only has purple ties because, you know, purple. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. Is rye purple? Yeah, yeah. purple and ra- and white. Huh. Hmm. Purple, white, and black. Hmm. Who knew? My wife's from southwest Colorado, and my daughter noticed last weekend that nearly all the schools around them are blue. Um, there's a lot of purple. So where they're not that creative down yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So. It's the only color we know. So I, I should introduce to my left. Right? Yeah, you should to introduce to my left. To my left is the famous Taylor Salagi. She is the director of communications for Farm Bureau and has the most difficult last name to pronounce. That's right. We put all of our, I got married and husband puts all the wrong consonants in all the wrong places. So uh, that's what I do. (laughs) Uh, Happy to be here today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To my left uh, is Sean Martini. He is our lumberjack in chief here at the Colorado Farm Bureau um, and bartender in chief as well. Oh, Chainsaws are fun. Yeah, he likes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, for the two of you that are still listening, <laughs> to my left is Brian McCain, Soldier of Fortune. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's all I got. We don't talk about that on the show. <laughs> that, that was only for a few weeks in my past life. We don't, we don't but, have security clearance for that. And to my straight across the table, but yeah. to the left is Mike Espinoza, the man, the myth, the legend. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Sweet. To my left is Sarah Blackhurst, and uh, you guys have heard of her, but I know seven of her top ten most embarrassing moments. <laughs> and I know the other three. So as <sighs> so enjoying Brian and his seek for fortune, I will sell those secrets. We <laughs> 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 like to keep those sales domestic if possible. <laughs> if possible. Well, Brian's won't be domestic. So we... Um, we wanted to just, after the election and all of the kind of crazy, unexpected things that just happened in the 2022 midterm, we wanted to talk about if we could put out some ideas that we thought were not adequately discussed during this last election cycle. So um, I don't know who wants to start with what they think should be genuinely be considered for public policy moving ahead in the next two to four years. Um, but we'll start with whoever wants to go first. We've been, we've been really thinking on public policies that... <sighs> great, terrible ideas. Great, or terrible terribly ideas. great ideas is what we're going to talk about. quarter-baked ideas. Kind of <laughs> Taken with yeah. a grain of salt. Ideas that have soggy bottoms. Yes. Oh, <laughs> soggy bottom ban. Ideas have <laughs> But aren't too stodgy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's All like right. that McDonald's cup that's been in your car for three days. It's going to give out at any time. <laughs> any moment. That, that cup holder's going to be full of something. I have a kid, so it's been in there for probably three weeks <laughs> or three months. Don't open that chocolate milk. No. Ew, <laughs> ew. All right, Sean. I know you've been thinking on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a punch-up guy as opposed to like the original idea oh, kind of guy. Okay, So okay. I'm going to riff a lot. All right. The only one I've got, and I'll just start it out because it's very easy and it's a, it's a super slow pitch kind of a thing, is plows on school buses. Oh. I always go to that. Oh, nice. Like, oh. To get not? the kids out of the way? <laughs> that works too. <laughs> they didn't quite make it across the road before they slid to a stop, but the little stop sign pops out. You know? <laughs> no, just put a plow on the front of the snow buses. Like, why not? Well, it would not be. I mean, but it, you would kill jobs of plow drivers. Fair enough. <laughs> but there's a shortage of bus drivers. So the plow, the plow drivers, drivers could drive the bus. See, exactly. See, exactly. So I brought oh, it back around. It's a workforce program. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> the workforce program. All right. I right. like it. I like it. Brian. Um, I, I will I will go after the next person because oh, mine right. are a little I'll more go, offensive. I'll go next. Okay. All right. I'll go next. Uh, so Colorado. That Brian's are for the third segment. <laughs> Colorado is cutting edge in everything. And, you know, we want to be the we want to be the leaders when it comes to to looking at things different. So I think it's time that we finally adopt the metric system. Oh. oh, but not just the metric system. We invent metric time. We can get all around daylight saving. We don't have to worry yes. about that anymore. We're just different in Colorado. Okay, educate me. What exactly is metric time? I don't know. We're not it's, there yet. It's we by one hundred. That That's why it's half baked. It's, it's for rulemaking yeah. to decide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We'll do some stakeholdering around it. That's part of the enacting legislation. <laughs> no, it, it, it's easy. Before so committee. there's ten hours in a day, ten metric hours in a day, a hundred minutes per metric hour. Mm-hmm. But we have to adjust the value of the minute to basically conform with the rotation of the Earth, and then it would be one point seven five o'clock. Or let's meet at 3.17 o'clock. Oh. It's essentially a giant middle finger to the Romans. Yes. <laughs> really. <laughs> Brian, you've thought about this already. This oh, was, I, this was not uh, a pitch to you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I know this because I, I used to uh, sing a song about why we should be under the metric system and not the. <laughs> <laughs> the can, 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 you used to sing a song. That is like public Can we get one verse? Um, or at least a sample. Yeah. What? Was this on Teletubbies or <laughs> no, 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 no? It was like well, this is a little um, uh, more I'm like trying to think of something that I could actually say on it. We're gonna start calling him Tinky Winky. 
I can't, I can't say it. I can't. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you guys off there because it's a little controversial, the line that I was the most proud of. On Classic the early 80s public school indoctrination. Right? Yeah. The metric yeah. system is better. We're just, we're going to do it, children. This is yeah. how you have to learn. Yeah. This yeah. is a leader, a cola. I, I actually, I got in a argument, like, hands down, almost a fist fight with my wife's uncle from England who was telling me why he's superior because they use the metric system, right? But they only halfway use. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes off, and he's not a military guy. And he's like, well, the military uses the metric. I'm like, actually, they don't. And your military does not use the metric system either. It's selective where they use it, but... You invented the yard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said, like, when you call an art, artillery, it's a yard, you know? But anyway, Nine story millimeter. for another time. He probably thinks they're part of Europe, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, okay, the line, now that Chad said it, and I brought up war, it was like, the line was, I got my nine, that's nine millimeters, sounds cooler than my .276 inch gun. <laughs> so there you go. I think that's exactly right. Oh, all right. Okay, hang on. I have a question. Well, cause you, you talked about how this metric hour would circumvent daylight savings time. What are your? I, it could. I okay. said it could. Okay, that's right. that's that's up to rulemaking, right? Yeah. Getting back oh, yeah. to our rulemakers, what about daylight savings time? Well, in general, be, before we get to daylight savings time, though, like think of all the possibilities you could do too. I mean, if we're changing time, you could make it so every day starts at six p.m. or six a.m. and every day ends at six p.m. too. So, like, it just follows the sunset. Hmm. Except it would be 10 p.m. Start at 0 p.m. <laughs> Half-baked. Details. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's for the committee yeah. that, yeah. that will form adjustment. on it. Yeah. yeah, the rulemaking committee. All right, Taylor, what do you think? Well, I think it's timely as we look outside, and it was a balmy negative 8 when I got to the office today. Um, I think we definitely need to make sure, uh, especially with everybody moving into Colorado, that we designate a out-of-state plates lane uh, here throughout oh. the city. Yeah, yeah. Yep, making sure that we keep the Texans and Californians. And I can Wait, on, on a snowy day, isn't that the median? <laughs> or the Touché. shoulder. Yeah, shoulder. <laughs> Wait, we kind of discussed this. No, we, we like this idea, Taylor. We think you're onto something because we'd like to expand on that. What we were saying, the locals' lane isn't much better. No, <laughs> I mean, depending depending on the city, of course. If you're in Pueblo, just stay off the road. <laughs> Fair or some kind of merit system where we're. D- there we go. Yeah. Oh, uh, social credit system. Ooh. Social Ooh. driving system. There oh. we go. <laughs> Based off of your social media, your driving record, and your residence, and how much money you make a year. <laughs> kind of like Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but different. <laughs> but different. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good segue into the one that I had, which was... <laughs> I'm stealing ideas from the Finns, because as we know, as your wife's uncle, you know, Europe is better in every yeah, way, right? Yeah. Um, you have to have taken a winter driving school test prior to getting your license. Oh, it's apropos today. There's a few inches of snow on the ground and it's butt cold is the technical term. I believe, um, just watching people drive around town. I think it would probably not be a bad idea, but winter yeah, you, you cannot get your license in Finland unless you know how to like do an all four wheel power slide in the middle of a forest <laughs> on two inches of ice that survive it. What, what about learning to drive in light rain? That <laughs> well, it's an easier bar to get over. <laughs> well, it, but it's you also would think so, just as hazardous. Yeah, just as hazardous if you figure out if you drive down the road and take a look at what's happening. That's for sure. It makes sense because no. to get your license now, you have to have night driving. And I just know this because I have a teenage daughter that just got her ah, license. So you do that. like, I think it's like fifty hours of driving, of oh, which right. ten has to be at, at night. night. And I told her, I said, because, you know, she's trying to drive to work and it's like this outside. And I'm like, no, nah, we're just going to take you. Um, I said, I wish the license required that you drive on ice, like just 
clear out a Walmart parking mm-hmm. lot, set up cones, just, and go slide around for a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like they me. do on uh, the lake in Georgetown. They do the winter driving school yeah, up there. Yeah. Like everybody should be able to, everybody should be required to do that. Actually, this is, okay, so we can get into like solving the I-70 traffic issue. This winter driving thing, ice driving thing, light rain driving thing, it could be an endorsement on your license similar to a motorcycle license, right? Mm-hmm. Like you must have chains on your car going up over Vail Pass unless you have the winter driving endorsement. I'm picturing on the driving test, true or false, it's really quiet does all-wheel drive mean all-wheel stop? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, so do you want to get into yours, what we were talking about? Yeah, let's do this because we like this one because it kind of goes, wait, can we go back to... Um, the word you said a minute ago about going into the next mm-hmm. segui, 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 segue. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that Little we circle back to the sanu segui. Doesn't um, he, <laughs> he put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Uh, so this whole out of Sarah's state Canadian. thing. So you would have to do. You'd have to get an endorsement if you're going to drive. Um, from another state in Colorado that you'd have this. But shouldn't there be some more provisions on inter- out of, people coming from out of state to Colorado, depending on where they're coming from? Should we have some other provisos on either visiting Colorado and or moving here? I think you should have a passport. You should have a passport to go from one state to the next. And then like also have like a visa system. Constitutional like, problems notwithstanding. Yeah, we're not yeah, gonna yeah. this is a dream world we're living in. Yeah. This yeah. is America. Yeah, we're making stuff up. This is like I'm the captain of my boat on the highway. You cannot impede my movement. <laughs> <laughs> Smaller exactly. craft always have the right of way. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got in mind? Well, just, you know, your general um, border policy, your um, uh, immigration policy from other states. Build, into a, build a wall. Checkpoints at the border. Yes, yes <laughs> checkpoints at the border. Jobs. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. more jobs. It's more jobs. For Coloradoans. And then if they get a visa, so they would have to have a visa to move to Colorado oh. or come to Colorado, say, like a tourist visa. Yeah, you can, you're welcome to come in, just you have to leave within 30 days. Okay. And will there be a visitation tax? Oh, absolutely. Why didn't I think of that part of it? A visitation tax, a... Because when you think about it, how many times have in the last five years when you've driven to another state that you got pulled over because you had Colorado plates and asked about marijuana? On tour with a punk rock Never, but that's a cool urban legend. No, this happened. It's happened to us several times. Colorado plates, that's It happened to us when we were in Texas. It happened to us when we were in North Dakota. So we drove through Kansas in a giant black bus that had a picture of Mel Gibson on the side. And as soon as we crossed over the border, we were pulled over. It seems And odd. every town we were pulled over and searched for marijuana. That seems time. like profiling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, okay, so a visa to come in. Visa to come in. So would it be like when you buy fireworks in Wyoming where they check your ID to make sure you're out of state? So when you yes. go to buy something at, like, say, the gas station, they check your ID and there's two prices? Yes. Mm. Okay. I'm just More saying, revenue for the state. Other, third state world. other states have been doing it. Yeah. All right, Brian, what's your big idea? So uh, piggybacking on that, so I have one good one, and then I have one terrible one. And the, the terrible one is I think that – to attend any type of event in um, Colorado, we'll just say Colorado, that goes back to the like vaccination card because I try to go to some concerts and you know it's like, do you have your vax card? I'm like, well, I think you should check my ballot and check everybody's ballot because I don't want somebody that say voted against gay marriage going to an Elton John concert. <laughs> Or somebody that's trying to to vote for stricter gun restrictions to go to a Ted Nugent concert. So you just pulled out your pocket constitution and handed it to them, right? Like that yeah. was the answer yeah. at the concert. Yeah. Hey, and actually, at the concert, they didn't even check. Like, I have a permit for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I like, can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my. What is it like? I have oh, some apples. He wants to buy some. That's my permit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
But I was I was going into the concert. I'm like, well, why not just check where I stand politically if I want to go to this concert? Like, take it to the next step. We got to make sure it's safe and good for everybody that goes to the concert. We don't want somebody that voted against the policies of this ban coming to enjoy them in Colorado. So, mandatory ballot checks ballot going checks. in. Could we just put um, how what your party affiliation is on your driver's license? Ooh, there you go. Yeah, that's a, that's another one, and it, like ironically, that's one that I've heard some of our elected officials say would be a great idea. So we could tee, we could tee off of that in that if you put political bumper stickers on your car, they must remain. Yes. Oh. So so like everyone will know forever who voted for Dukakis. <laughs> we live in Pueblo, so there's a lot of those still on the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They self-identify already. So, so like the serious one is that I think, and I've said this many times on the show, that if a legislator is going to pass a bill or introduce a bill that impacts an industry in Colorado that they have to spend two weeks working in that industry. For instance, if you're going to introduce a bill that affects um, law enforcement, which we saw a lot of this last session, mm-hmm. like you need to go right along with law enforcement for two weeks, go through the, you know, the three day Academy um, and then do a ride along for two weeks in the areas that are really bad and say like, this is what's going to happen. This is what they deal with. This is how it's going to impact it. Another one being here in the farm bureau office. It's like, if you're a Denver legislator writing a bill that impacts our farmers and ranchers, then you need to get your butt on a farm and ranch and work to see how it actually is and what's going to happen if this impacts it. And, you know, it's a part-time legislate. I, I would, I would even agree with paying them more. So say for a month, all these bills that they're going to introduce, they get a salary for a month. And during that month, they go do their law enforcement, firefighter, mental health, you know, healthcare or work on a farm and they actually get paid to work full time for a month in these areas that they're going to impact with their bills. I'll sign your petition. Right. I totally love that. Can we put that on a ballot? We can call this mandatory stakeholdering. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Call it mandatory stakeholdering. Um, in addition to that, could we, if for every time that there's an environmental impact report, there's also an economic impact report that has to go with it. Yeah, yeah, you could add that on it too. I, I think that's a good idea. Um, but seriously, and like looking at this from the federal side, so when you had Dodd Frank passed, which demolished small community banks, just um, you know, paperwork. They had to hire more employees. They could not lend money to community members or farmers and ranchers, for instance. That for years they've had you know a line of credit with a construction company or a, a ranch, and it was a personal relationship on a community level. But the people that passed Dodd Frank, they had no idea how a community bank worked, and it impacted the community banks the worst. I mean, we still get complaints to it this day. And if they would have just spent their time not in Wells Fargo, meeting with the Wells Fargo lobbyists and government affairs people, but spent time at Sunflower, Pueblo Bank and Trust, they would have seen what they were passing and how it impacted these smaller banks and the community. I'm just sitting over here trying not to do my impression of Barney Frank since you mentioned Yeah, that. yeah. You, know, you say it's like, it's like, like <laughs> I know. Go for it. Anyway. It's not too All right. Good yeah. one. Those are my ideas. I love it. I'll like come up them? with more after I finish this drink. Yes, yeah. and. Yes, and. I like those. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tee off your, your travel. Oh. I don't know. Uh, travel band. Yeah, I've got a travel related <laughs> one as well. Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, border. Border policy, Colorado border policy. So, so, so crazy idea, bad idea, a um, couple ideas in here. Uh, first off, if you've ever been to an airport, the most frustrating thing is picking up your bag. Oh, yes. And oh so, damn it. <laughs> that was mine. Uh, we need to have, it's time like, hey, we are all about, like, the freedom to live and to do and to go wherever you want, but we need mandatory setbacks. 
at the baggage claim. <laughs> yes, yes. Hundred percent stole it, man. They've they've got the stand back line in front of the train, and everybody stands like twelve feet back from that. Too far like, back. There's people getting out, you know, on the other side because they still haven't figured it out. The right. exit on the opposite side, so you can get right up against the door and get on in time. Right, right. I'm gonna riff on this for like twenty minutes. It's really bad. <laughs> but then we all choke up right on top of the friggin' baggage claim, so nobody can get in to get the bag that's passing everybody. I oh. And, it, I, and even if you don't see your bag coming, don't bother to move for the person who's trying to get their bag. No, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll yeah. just stand there. Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely step, need this. And then give them the stink eye. Why, why would you want your bag? <laughs> <laughs> What's it say on the tube in London, Taylor? Mind, Mind the, gap. the gap. Mind the gap. Yeah, Mind you got to have that like in front of the baggage claim kind of thing. Like, stay the hell back so you can see your bag and allow people to come and get it. Agreed. Add some expletives in there to make it really serious. Yes. Maybe some low-voltage vo- Tesla coil. Like, yeah, there's, uh, no, there's got to be some sort of physical ramification for it, for sure. Like, yeah. Phil yeah. Washington, if you're listening, I mean, this will secure your Senate confirmation as FAA administrator if you put this in place at DIA, I'm sure I was going to say, don't we know somebody at DIA? I feel like her name is Rachel. Right. Yeah. Somebody like that. I'm sure there's a Rachel. But you could write them a ticket, but I like the idea of like a physical ramification. So just show, you don't impact people financially, right? So penalty box. Yeah, yeah. Just like sorry, you have to wait for your bag oh. to go two times around before you can pick it up. What if you had? Oh. Ooh, you have to the watch it. Go watch it. So baggage refs. Oh, that I stand like on that. each side with whistles. And if you break the line, <laughs> they blow their See, whistle. we're creating like, more jobs. Oh, right there. Yep. Yeah. Right and then there. they put a purple tie over your neck, right? And make you wear a purple <laughs> yes, tie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like the scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah. and, and then in the penalty box, you can have a vending machine. So, you know, the airport makes money. It's off of it. Go. So you got to sit in here for 20 minutes. If you want some water, it's five bucks. Or a mini bar. Or a mini barn. I like it. Those ladies don't know where your skis or your car seat are, but they do know that that guy over there stood in the way of the guy behind him. Yeah. He's got to watch his <laughs> purple bag with the red ribbon go around <laughs> three times before he can pick it up yeah. and leave. Yeah. Or it's like the, the buzzer in the bathroom. If you don't wash your hands, it goes off and a light goes off. <laughs> like, kind of like that. So the buzzer goes off. It's like, ah, cross the line. <laughs> this is feeling more and more like a hockey game at every turn. <laughs> I saw you just rinse and then walk off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't 20 seconds. That's <laughs> not, no. A soap dispenser never was used. <laughs> so right. if, you, if you like that, then my next one's going like, <laughs> to fall right in. Nice. Um, what, one of the great... I, I I would say in, inventions. I don't know what it is, but um, the great perks of of traveling is is adding TSA pre-check. You know, so you can go through. Um, if I were a legislator, one of the bill, first bills I would run is to make TSA pre-check free for all. Oh, it's an equity thing. It's an everybody equity gets it, okay. mm-hmm. but now it's on a merit system. So if you go through and you take your shoes off, two years ban. (laughs) And you can't drive in the nice lane on the highway. (laughs) If you mess up, if you mess up, back of the line. It's a privilege. You can lose it. Yep. Yep. I like that one, too. That's a good one. You crowd the baggage claim? Yeah, yeah. yeah we could throw that oh, in. Yeah, yeah, that too. There you go. It's Just an endorsement it. on your license. You get the pre-check line. <laughs> and we're not monsters. <laughs> we're not monsters. We'll give you so one warning. Here's what's the really yes. funny thing on a Colorado driver's license. There's already so much crap on it that you can't read it. They have to make the print so small that you can't read it already. Oh, wait, there's a little bit of room, huh? It's just for winter driving, it's a little snowflake. Yeah. What would be the pre-check symbol? Just a check mark. Just a check mark. Yeah, just a check mark. Check mark. Okay. Check mark. I'm on board. Maybe it just says not an idiot on top. <laughs> <laughs> Light rain driving endorsement is a little rain drop. You have to like right? recertify every right? four years. You're still not an idiot. <laughs> no, you you technically recertify every time you yeah. go through and don't get booted. All right. So, didn't California do a thing with their driver's license at one point where? they changed how well you can drink alcohol and put it on your driver's license. What? Where it was like, so 0.08 is a DUI. It used to be like 0.10, whatever. And then 0.08 was a DWAI. I think California, they either tried it or they're going to, 
based on your body weight and how big you were that you couldn't get a DUI until you got to like point one two or something like that. No way. Cause then, the mothers against drunk driving reject oh, yeah, that they, concept they entirely. Yeah. Like, they, there's no way in hell. that they, I, I have to Google it. I think that was the thing they tried what? to do in the late nineties where it was, you know, if you were 250 pounds, like, and you had a point zero eight, you didn't get a DUI. But if you were like, 125 I have a hard time thinking the buzz driving is drunk driving crowd endorsed. No, no, they no. So so we legalized fentanyl and, um, and mushrooms. mushrooms. I don't think there's any reason for us not to try this. Well, I I, marijuana. So it's kind of a 4d matrix. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think they really tried this. I, I'll have to pull it up. I'll put it in the comments after we put (laughs) this up, but I think that was a program. And then, then thinking about it, I'm like, again, Mushrooms, marijuana, um, you know, fentanyl pretty much. NyQuil. Yeah, NyQuil. (laughs) Like all that stuff. Like, why don't we have an alcoholic's driver's license where it says, you know, I've driven home drunk. in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, Let's see how it goes. Like, I've driven home drunk a thousand times and made it home fine. So my license is a red license. So uh, I get out of a DUI if it's over, you know, (laughs) (laughs) under this much. (laughs) There's going to be no such thing as bail in a few years. I mean, I don't see anything. I don't see a downside to this. Feel like they could float a bill on the other side, and the compromise position is we get rid of speed limits. Oh, oh. yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that would be yeah. all right. All in favor. Like, just go full Montana. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of crazy. Like our cars keep getting safer and safer and safer. Mm-hmm. Yet we've not changed any standard. Seventy five thousand dollar Audi that can stop in sixty feet from eighty five miles an hour, yeah. and all of yeah. a sudden we still we're still you know chained to speed limits, a la nineteen seventy two. Remember a couple of years Four ago, there was a Lincoln Continental that takes three quarters of a mile. To yeah. stop. <laughs> a couple of years ago, there was a bill going through about autonomous vehicles so that we could test them in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a legislator just kind of on the side about it. We didn't care about it, but, but he, he had a big problem with autonomous vehicles because he wanted to drive his own. And, and if I want to drive 95 miles an hour, I should be able to drive 95 miles an hour. And my response to him was, well, if you have an autonomous vehicle, why do you have a speed limit? Like it it really should have Mm -hmm. only to do with what the appropriate you know, mathematical stopping distance and all that kind of stuff is. Well, yeah. what if what do you got a separate lane on the interstate that was for safe cars and you could drive as fast as you want, and then another lane for people that don't have safe cars and there's a speed <laughs> limit at 75 miles an hour? Again, the merit system. Just don't push your baby carriage in front of the Tesla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or put a plow on that one, too. There you go. Plows on all the cars. Yeah. Why, not? Yeah. Why just Plows school buses? Like or just change the speed limit to kilometers per hour, and you're, it seems like you're going faster. Yeah. <laughs> I like Back it. to the metric. <laughs> maybe. Yes. <laughs> that really sucks, because I've done that in Canada. And Canadians don't think that's a funny joke. They do not think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. At all. All right, what else? Chad has a... Chad has a very long list. Oh, I've got a list. All right. We talked about uh, daylight saving earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the things I feel very strongly about, um, that it, daylight saving is kind of like healthcare. You should be able to manage it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you should get a daylight savings account to save your own time for later. Oh. Oh. That's oh. a good idea. I would never be late for anything again. Well, and what, how do you cash that in? You just have credits. You're like, okay, I have an extra six hours today? Yep. But yep. that was due at noon, like actually, according to my calendar. <laughs> I've got six hours. <laughs> no, no, it's not due. As a matter it's of fact, yet. by your noon. <laughs> hey, we, already have this, matter. <laughs> we already have this in a few places. It's called island time. <laughs> yeah. He said over his empty glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. What else? Nice. We need to ban shirt-tie combos. Oh, yeah. They just can't be sold in any we're, store. We're going to do that by expropriating. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the pre-packaged combo like piece piece. shirt oh, and tie together? Yes. No yes. I, can, yeah. I can be okay with that. I can get yes. with that, too. Yes. It, just, it just seems like a limited option. maroon shirt with matching maroon tie. It's, it's always the please, worst please yeah. starting just from yeah. the get-go. Just yeah. stop. Just stop. 20 bucks at Ross. I'm going to homecoming in Pueblo. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mike has got it. He's on the track. <laughs> and you know what that, I think we should just ban silk shirts altogether. Oh. Yeah. No more silk shirts. Shiny. Do yeah, people shiny. still wear them? Shiny. Oh, yeah. Come to Pueblo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shiny. shiny shirts. Yeah, that's fair. Not, not necessarily, yeah, not silk shirts, but shiny shirts. Shiny shirts. We have this conversation. Somebody comes into our office with a shiny shirt, and we're like, well, we know what that's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they just make me mad. No, me too. Yeah. It's like it's like you can't um, you can't trust somebody who's wearing a toga. You can't trust anymore. Okay, she only has hey, two brute. Sarah, Sarah only has nine secret embarrassing moments. <laughs> Who comes into a meeting in a toga? Did something happen? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the memo said it was toga casual today. <laughs> oh man! Clearly, you've never been in a meeting with Will Ferrell. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Toga Casual's out. What else? <laughs> Taylor's right. got stuff scribbled and, down. Yeah, go uh, okay. Oh, well, I, I do think that... There we go. I do think that after we've all been miserably sitting through Broncos games for the past, you know, year, um, we've had some downtrends in some of our sports teams, no matter what level they are, with the exception of uh, the abs. I do think that mascots should be responsible for the entertainment if those teams are not providing any. So, so imagine a Dinger versus a Ralphie showdown in the middle of City Park. Yeah. Yeah, whoever comes out on top. I don't think we put enough value on entertainment. You know, like real entertainment versus prescribed entertainment. That, you know, unexpected. Like togas? Like togas <laughs> and mascots fighting in togas. Taylor, they used to sort of do something like that when Drew Soisher would go out and throw the football for the seal at the Denver Zoo. <laughs> <Did you remember>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's going to win yeah, today? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 deep, deeply that. reported sports reporting. Yeah, like, I mean, that is. Or yeah, seen? we put Dinger in there with the real rhino and show him who's oh, boss. And I, yeah, go. we yeah. Who's going to win today? Yeah. Uh, so have you seen that idea Dinger's where you a have a celebrity? So. I'm sure Kyle Clark would love oh, this. Oh, yeah. Stuff. He gets a Triceratops. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the Rockies have <laughs> gone lower on the. <laughs> triceratops, rhino. Yes. Potato, Wait, the, tomato. The idea where what? A celebrity. I was saying, Hippo unicorn. Have a celebrity, <laughs> okay. have a celebrity throw out the last pitch. Like, it's oh, the of the ninth. Two outs. Here's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, or throw the last pitch at a celebrity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's go. good. What, what were you we saying? Um, I think that every sports team should at least have allow three of their players to be on steroids. Oh, yeah. And enhancement drugs. <laughs> no, oh. I, I think that they should have a designated drugger. This is an original idea, but I'm, I'm fully in support of it. That we should have, because, like, there's all the the bans on all these substances in professional sports and in the Olympics. They should have a full Olympic game that's completely separate from the other where you can take whatever performance enhancing drugs you want. Like, let's see how high someone can really jump. (laughs) (laughs) While high. While high. How high someone can jump high. (laughs) The new world record is 32 feet. He died shortly after. (laughs) Liver King enters the Olympic (laughs) smash and grab. Oh man! And then have him fight the mascots. I mean, there you go. I was totally mascots sh- could be part of it. I was totally shocked when they said that Liver King was doing steroids. Oh, weren't, weren't we all super shocked? I was I was shocked by the amount he was spending on him. Like he's got the wrong guy. Yeah, what was that ten grand a month? But yeah, it was like ten or twelve. Wow, a month. Yeah, who said he was all natural at forty five? Wow. Looking like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Absolute lies. Yeah, yeah. There's also the one along that same line where you have like an average person who's picked at random out of the stands to compete with everybody else in Olympics, so you can see how fast like. Ooh, average Joe. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, that see how fast like. Isn't that when they race ac- ac- across the end zone though? Like yeah. same kind of thing. Are they throw the ball? At no half-time? one wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> It's more for comparison's sake. Maybe in wrestling that would be funny. Wasn't that the plot of Logan's Run? <laughs> we, could, we could like half, man halftime though, like Oklahoma drills of of fans. Yeah, like I like that. Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. That would be entertaining. Just like line 
line two fans up across from each other. And just, You're like, tell me you peaked bang. in high school without telling me you peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah, you have to wear your high school letter jacket. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, by the or whatever way, you can get on of your high yeah, school yeah. letter jacket. Oh, man, it, we went out to a Christmas dinner the other night, and I saw two people that were my age or older wearing their high school letter jackets, and I was just like, oh, oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Hometown. Their class, was it their class reunion? Let's I, say it was. I doubt it. Not this close to Christmas. I think they were just proud to be back and showing the people of Pueblo the hero that they used to like be. Class of 87, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Drive really slow, pass the group with the loaf and jump. Yeah. yeah. I could have thrown that ball right over those mountains over there, and I'd be sitting in a hot tub with the love of my life. <laughs> we, we call it the Al Bundy syndrome. So. We can tell we're all from small towns. Bring back crews in the square. <laughs> Definitely making Broncos games more entertaining is going to be supported by this entire group in whatever means necessary. What else you got, Taylor? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I I wanted to ask you guys while you're here, I guess, since it comes from your neck of the woods in a lot of places. We went through redistricting those last year, big switch from sports. But I do think that we need to redraw some of the counties to match towns or change the towns names of towns to match what counties they're in. Kiowa, Los yeah, Animas. Yeah. yeah. So what Taylor is referring to <laughs> is that Los Animas is in Prowers County. The town of Los Animas is in Prowers County. And... Um, but not in Los Animas right, County. Trinidad is the county seat for Los Animas. And Trinidad County. is the county seat for Los Animas County. But there's more than that. I'm, I can't, I'm oh, yeah. blanking yeah. on yeah. Kit right Carson. now. Kit, Kit Carson. Kit Carson. Oh, yeah. They're, so for whatever reason, especially in eastern Colorado, we've decided that the naming of the towns can be done without apps nothing to do with the counties. It's a very confusing thing, especially for people who are coming in from out of state or moving in here from out of state and they're trying to work in a r- the rural space of Colorado so again another another reason to have a visa you're <laughs> <laughs> talking countywide visas now <laughs> get back in your town <laughs> everyone gets a wall <laughs> which some um, I've been to a few places in Colorado where it's about like that. I could, so. I could make the argument that there needs to be some kind of proviso put on people who come to Pueblo County. There needs to be a sign or some kind of training before a you spend any yeah. time. A yeah, waiver. A waiver. Oh, definitely a waiver. A waiver. Like, a you have to like passkey. <laughs> yeah. You have to like passkey. <laughs> Oh, man. And you have to work at the state fair for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Every every Pueblo County citizen has to work at the state fair for two weeks. Yeah. That's Once in their lifetime. That's you want to keep that fair, you got to earn it. Yeah. You could yeah. put that on your citizenship right? test. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, ha- everyone has to work at the state fair. Yeah. It's getting really Colorado-centric for our out-of-state listeners. I apologize. <laughs> They're all in China. On behalf of all of us. I don't apologize at all. <laughs> They've seen South Park. That that was uh, when they did the softball game against Pueblo. Oh, gosh. I I was at the bar. The bar was packed, and everybody was just, like, waiting in anticipation to see Pueblo. And then as soon as they came on, there was like, yeah! (laughs) And it was so on point. (laughs) At Runyon Field. (laughs) Like, seriously, are those jokes funny to people who aren't from Colorado? Like... I don't see how that'd be that funny. It's pretty popular. Yeah. I mean, I just don't get it, but I'm the, from here. The thing is, they think it's fake. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you have to explain to people all the time, no, like this no, is all very that's real. Actually, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, the yeah. entire episode about Casa Bonita. Casa yeah. Bonita, that's yeah. one of the best ones. Which it, sure. There was a second Casa Bonita in Kansas, in um, Hutchinson, Kansas, but it shut down about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, my dad was uh, working out there. And he's like, I was at Casa Bonita. And I'm like, in Denver? And he's like, there's one in Kansas. And there was a Casa oh. Bonita out there. Bob's Cliff Casa Bonita. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kansas Chad Bonita. has a few more on and his at, list. It's right next door to Cousin Eddie's in Hutchison. <laughs> yeah. Cousin Eddie's house is in Pueblo, by the way, from family vacation. Oh, Hutchison claims it. No, it's uh, from the first one. You could drive out there. It's actually for sale right now, I think. Hmm. And then the hotel they stayed at was on Lake Avenue in Pueblo as well. Interesting. Yeah. We had a conference in Denver a few years ago, and Sean and I were sitting in the lobby kind of watching 
everybody leave and somebody walks over to us and we're like, hey, where are you guys going for dinner? And they're like, oh, we're going to this Mexican joint. It's going to be so good. It's called Cafe Bonita. <laughs> <laughs> These are Nebraskans, but you, know, so you have to give them a few points for that. Oh, it's like in D.C., Tortilla Coast. Everybody's like, well, you want some good Mexican food, man? Oh, jeez. Go to Tortilla or Coast. Tortilla Coast. <laughs> yeah, like, no! People from Nebraska will get a special visa. And Iowa. Well, it was oh, funny yeah. because Jed didn't feel it. They, they came back and we saw them later that night. We're, we're kind of, we didn't say anything at first because they were really excited. And they came back later that night. And we go, what you, would what'd you think? Did you like it? And they kind of looked at us really bad. Like, you didn't say anything. We're like, sorry, I didn't want to ruin your, right, no, you know, didn't want to you were so excited. You were so excited, yeah, but we they, were. they were less than pleased. <laughs> it's like, you're from Nebraska. You should love it. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's authentic. <laughs> Authentically. Something. Cospinita. It had cliff divers. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 Black Bart's cave. <laughs> Black Ooh, that's too scary for me. I don't go in there. I've never actually been there. You've never been to Casa Bonita? I've never been. Oh, we got to fix you that. You go in there, you come out sticky. It's not good. Ew, ew, <laughs> have, ew. have they reopened yet? No. I'd say, no. is it open? Yeah. It'll be another year, won't it? I don't, I don't know. I just, they were, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were griping about how it was costing them too much money to renovate the place. And I'm like, you just got like a like a billion dollar plus contract yeah. from Comedy Central to keep making your show. Just shut up and just yeah. make it, make it work. It back. Can you imagine how much simple green they're going through, though? <laughs> 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 All of it. <laughs> All so of it. We, we talked about Europe earlier a little bit, and um, important part of our history was the Revolutionary War. I think it's time to go back to war with England so we can finally uh, just determine as Americans what Worcestershire sauce is <laughs> pronounced like. It's Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah. Brian has a theory about this. Are you going to tell me your theory? Which one? About, about the w England. Sauce. What's England theory? That they're going to be a state? Mm-hmm. Oh. So. Um, the 51st. I'm intrigued. So this was pre-everything in the past 10 years. But there was a, like, a, a few economists and, you know, the who's who and, like, how the world works. And they actually talked about this at Bohemian Grove a little bit. Um. They were putting bets on what would be the the fifty first state, and number two or number three, they thought England would be actually because this was before like the whole Brexit build up, mm-hmm. and like England was getting mad at Europe, and they were just like kind of doing their own thing, and we're in the middle of the war in Afghanistan, and England and America were really good allies, and then you saw the rest of Europe kind of backing off with American policy, and there was at one point where they thought that England might actually become a state of the United States or like a co state, something hmm. new. But that's all out the window now. Like, everything's changed in, like, the past 10, 15 years. No, I could see, like, Article 5 not holding up in some yeah. skirmish with Russia or China. And then as a way to supplant Article 5 and have mm-hmm. something with some teeth, we just make them a protectorate. Yeah, know, yeah. And then first state, and then that's, there's a wall there, right? Like, that's kind of what it was going, because at the time you saw Russia getting more pally with some of the European countries, not so much anymore, but you know, at that time that was the way it was moving. But the, and again, this is just like crazy smart people doing crazy ideas. You know, it was like Japan might become a state, you know, Mexico might become a state or part of Mexico, but we might buy Greenland. Yeah. Yeah. That I was going to say Greenland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a case to be made that well, that's a good idea, which, which by the way, Greenland is part of North America. It's mm-hmm. part of North American yeah. content, which most people don't realize on that. So, so don't just be another Canadian. So province. just invade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think it's still on the table because Harry and Megan moved here, right? Yeah, well, it could be. I think Ooh, um, they will be the key. Doesn't Greenland have more Americans there than citizens? They're, Probably. Their mission is based out of Colorado Springs. So Colorado Springs Peterson um, supplies the basically the radar, the golf balls you see in Greenland. So all the the manpower comes from Colorado into Greenland. But And it, it's a pretty... Sh- I can't cuss. It's a pretty bad tour to go up there, but um, I actually went up there and toured it. And dude, I I would be stationed there for thirteen months because they have so many video games and like Netflix and everything. And it, this was like before like high speed internet at the base. Of oh yeah, right. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I am um, the three o's or the three tenth was saying like, no, we route so much like server 
and um, bandwidth to Greenland. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you got these, like, really all the early warning stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, no, man, for, like, Netflix and Xbox. (laughs) 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 It's a a pretty sweet gig. Like, it's a cool place to be. Ryan's dream job. Lots of ice fishing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would volunteer to go to Greenland if I was in the military in a heartbeat. That's well, maybe not now that I have a family, but depending on the stress level of the week, maybe it would. <laughs> <laughs> not too many large land mammals to go kill in Greenland. No, no. In Alaska, um, if you got to do Greenland or Alaska, I think I might. Oh, Alaska. Alaska. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alaska would be good. All right. Last great idea. What's what's. What's the one idea okay. that we absolutely Last great discuss? idea, and then can I have a close? Yes, oh. absolutely. Yes. Oh, we yeah. got time. Chad, we can go as can, long as we want. We, we Chad, you get to have whatever you break. want. Chad's well, using his saved uh, daylight savings bank right now. I'm, I'm using my yeah daylight savings bank. Um, we had a big ballot fight a couple of years ago about electoral college and and those votes. I, I think it's time the electoral college just step up for us all and finally offer master's degrees. <gasps> oh. Maybe like become that. an electoral university. Oh. <laughs> an electoral doctorate? That's only if you have the dedication yeah. and you're smart enough, and they identify that. But a master's degree, anybody can get that. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> Mike is like, yeah, I got two of them. True, though. <laughs> it's not on my license, though. <laughs> I have to check the back. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it over. I, Electoral yeah. University. Electoral University. So, drive time radio of making action happen. Yeah. 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 Hope you guys enjoyed. There you go. Hope you learned something. All right. If you didn't listen, uh, if you listened all the way through this one, then you probably listened all the way through the Halloween episode. And so the last one I'm going to propose to every state legislator is that um, they introduce a tribute to the families whose ancestors' heads have been kept in jars (laughs) on display at the state capitol. Amen, brother. Yes, yes. Those people need to be honored. Yes. Yes, 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 we do. Yes, we do. And for people that don't know what we're talking about because they didn't listen to the Halloween episode, Micah? Micah, tell them the story. So uh, in the 1860s... Briefly, briefly. What? Briefly. briefly. All right. In, <clears throat> in the 1860s, there was a pair of brothers who were from Mexico, but it was now under Spanish territory. Now the Americans came in, and they want to take over the property, so they had some disagreements with the existing inhabitants of the area. So those Spanish and uh, slash Mexican slash now American brothers went on a bit of a murder rampage and became the most prolific killers in Colorado history. Their last names were Espinosa, just like me. Their heads were just on display in the Denver Capitol building until 1980 when they got sick of the hauntings. Excellent. And then they just disappeared. And then the hauntings went away. So who has the heads? That's what I want to know. We need to get to the bottom of that. (laughs) Went to the uh, History Colorado has got to have something on this. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many articles and books and stories and stuff about it. But, yeah, they were legitimately, they put their heads in glass jars and they were stored under the Capitol building until the 80s when they did a renovation. And there was hauntings purportedly all the way up to that point that stopped. So somebody has these heads. We have to find out. So, so there's actually three. There was two brothers and a nephew, and the first one who was killed was one of the brothers, and his head was actually on the desk of the commander of Fort Garland. Makes sense for years. Yeah, and then he gifted it to the doctor. It was a different time. It's like Zorro. Yeah, it was like legit, like sitting on his desk. Yeah. Um, so the other two were sent back to Denver. Well, I hate to bring this up, but uh, we were looking into my family tree, and I'm pretty sure that someone I'm related to is one of the folks that brought the head back. So oh, go on. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> this is awkward. She's related to Toby. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, go on. Let's go. <laughs> well, no. Now I'm going to have to remember. So my family has been here in, from San Luis for years and years and years. So, oh, really? Yeah. 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 So we'll have to yeah. like go back and check out They're and see how this somewhere. goes. Yeah. This might be a fight. I know. Yeah. Showdown. Yeah. You've got to make your ancestors Speaking of halftime proud. entertainment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that. <laughs> Old feuds. So I know he doesn't listen, but uh, Governor Polis, we would like, uh, if you want to do something nice for the Espinosas over here, uh, we'd like to look around in the basement and the archives and, and check out to see if we can find these heads that uh, were either disposed of in a dumpster unceremoniously in the 80s or... Maybe they're still there. So can you do that for us? Can you 
Can you do... How many jars of heads could they have? I don't know. Maybe that begs another question. Well, if they were cleaning out the basement, you'd think they'd go, oh, we found this head in a jar. Should we just toss it? Because that's... They're saying it doesn't exist anymore. So we don't know. So somebody has the head. Yeah. (laughs) When a professor died at an unnamed college and I was helping clean out the office... No, it was. It actually was not that. School. Was it the electoral college? It was the electoral college. <laughs> they found a head, uh-huh. and they just threw it away. Was it in a jar? No, no. It was a, a World hair. War II trophy skull, and the college was wow. like, "What do we do?" And they're like, "Throw it away," and that was it. So you're saying there's very little hope. You think there's very little hope for us ever? So if, I mean. You could get a lot of money for a head on eBay. It's definitely a question for History Colorado. Have yeah, you, they would have, love have this. you tried to buy a head on eBay? No, but I. <laughs> <laughs> you want a head? I could get you a head. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the biggest no, but. <laughs> hey, I went to school for anthropology, not. so <laughs> so I, I like it. It's not weird. It's science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like um, not illegal. It's science. Going going to school for anthropology, you had to buy. Skulls, I won't say heads, but sometimes you got skulls <laughs> that could be classified as a head when they came in. And I mean, it's like this yeah. whole system, like there is a system for it. It's not like meeting some dude in the back of the alley buying a head that he stole from every a single home. day with you. It's every single day with you. I have an anthropology degree. That's what we look On at. The import skulls. manifest is listed as ashtray. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and then you go into anthropologists, like teachers, professors, offices. They have a lot of skulls, and they they, they like have no tact with it either. It's like, oh yeah, it's a skull right there. Like uh, just practicing Hamlet and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I drink my coffee out of it. <laughs> Use it as an ashtray. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yes, at some point in my life, I had to buy a skeleton and a head. Good. And where are they now? Um, those ones are at CSU Pueblo, and then the skeleton we had to clean because it wasn't quite. Ew! 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 Fine. <laughs> that was the line. So so yeah so so we uh, we took it to the car wash. <laughs> but the best part is is we had a, a put it in the back of the pickup truck. No no no. This, is, this is better. This this is better. So so my dad was had it the automatic car wash or was this like the no 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 the, the, the regular one and okay. my dad had a Camaro. Of course, because he was a cop, and every cop had a Camaro in the late 90s. And uh, it had T-tops on it, so we put the skeleton in the passenger seat with its hand out like this. And then we called the news. The chieftain actually came and took pictures of it. We pulled up to the car wash, and it had like a stand to, you know, put it up. And we just power washed it. Power washed a skeleton. (laughs) And put it back in the car and then drove it back to the school. Front page of the Chieftain. (laughs) And its name was Fast Eddie. That's what what we called it. You want the hot wax? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the pink foamy soap. All right, Sarah, you got to bring this home. So thank I just want to thank you if you've listened all the way through. Um, Call us and... If you did, there's you have problems. Yeah. <laughs> you um if you've thought all or if you listen to this whole thing, give me a call and we'll put you in a drawing for lunch with Brian McCain so you can get some more of these stories. Yes. There'll be a drawing after the first of the year for that. You also get a check on your license. Yes. <laughs> You're also gonna yes. get a check the on your license. Twenty two check. Oh it's a Sharpie. I draw it on myself. (laughs) Look, officer. (laughs) Action 22. So thanks for joining us for this special episode of Making Action Happen. None of the views, stories, or anything that was relayed here actually has uh, reflects the opinions of the Action 22 No, it does not affect. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Here, I got it. Okay, thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this episode of Making Action Happen do not reflect the views and opinions of Action 22, its board, or its members, and definitely definitely not anybody you heard (laughs) speak today. So... Except, except for the daylight savings thing and making legislators work in the field that they're oh, going to yeah. we're, Those we're ones pretty are good. serious Those are about good. that. Yeah. So um, we hope you have an absolutely fabulous holiday season, and we hope that 23 is an epic year for all of you, and that's when we'll see you next uh, in 2023. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you then.
This episode of Making Action Happen is sponsored by Action 22's amazing energy leaders. Excel Energy, Colorado Rural Electric Association, Colorado Oil and Gas Association, Gil Romero and the Capital Success Group, Black Hills Energy, Nextera Energy, San Isabel Electric Association, Outshine Energy, Colorado Solar and Storage Association, Tri-State and 174 Power Global. Action 22 is a nonpartisan, membership-driven organization which serves as a voice for action on public policy for 22 southern Colorado counties on the state and federal level. We focus on how issues relating to Colorado legislation, local government affairs, health care, education, and natural resources intersect for the economic health of our region. If you're a leader in your community and are considering joining Action 22, you can get more information by emailing show at action22.org or visit our website at action22.org. Thank you for tuning in to Making Action Happen. Be sure to join your hosts, Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain, for another edition of the show on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week.